episode 446 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe and I am the groovy creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or Back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. And happy April Fool's Eve, if you're listening to this like right when it goes up, because I'm recording this at 6.30 p.m. on March 31st, which means we made it. We made it, friends. We made it through the longest month. In the history of people, holy cow, has this been the longest month or has this been the longest, trippiest, weirdest month ever? It has been for me. (laughs) It has been for me. And I actually have what I hope will be a fairly well-structured episode for you here today, but I want to say I have some new thoughts about the podcast. One, this is supposed to be my first season after taking things seasonally. And the plan was to go six weeks on, six weeks off, with the exception of a patron of the month post in there somewhere if I'm in the six weeks off phase because I really love doing the patron of the month post, which today is. Today is one of those. And I was going to go all through the transitions. So spring transition and then season one would have ended at the spring equinox. However, I fell very behind and people are pretty bored. A lot of people are bored and at a loss for what to do because they're housebound. And I thought, well, I'll just stretch season one out. (laughs) I'll just stretch it out. I have two more episodes after this for you, and they're good ones. One is the author C.L. Polk. She wrote this year's favorite book of mine, which is Witch Mark. And the good news about Witch Mark is it's super witchy. It's a perfect read, in my opinion. It's fabulous. It's a really exciting book. It's fiction, but but what's great about it is it's the first book in a series, which I love. I love reading series, so she's on the show. I know for sure this is happening because I already recorded that interview, and today I just recorded an interview with Alex Kazemi, the author of Pop Magic, A Simple Guide to Bending Your Reality, and that is going to blow your socks off. That is a really interesting, thought-provoking conversation that we had. So you have those two episodes to look forward to, and then I will take a short little hiatus before coming back at the very end of April with another Patron of the Month episode like the one you are listening to right now. And then there will be a new song. What are you all in the mood for? I'm like thinking a rap. (laughs) A hippie witchy rap. I don't know. 
I, I just like to amuse myself this way. I am always entertaining myself with goofy little jingles and songs. And so I decided to start doing that, making a new song for each episode. So I hope you enjoyed the season one song. You'll make it to hear it two more times and then we're moving on. Actually, maybe I'll do that with April, the end of April. Three more times, because we'll still be, we'll still be in season one. But let me know if you have any song requests, <laughs> if you want to hear me do something wacky, or you have a rhyme that you would like to share. I love a good rhyme. And I wanted, when I said I this episode was structured, it's because I actually wanted to present you with something useful in terms of navigating at least the next month. They're telling us here in the United States that things are going to get much worse before they get better in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic. And we're for sure going to be on lockdown collectively, most of us housebound for the next 30 days. And it's a time where people are very angry, they're very frightened, and that's all justified. And I think we're entitled to our feelings. You're entitled to feel. In fact, I encourage you to feel the entire spectrum of what's going on inside of you because if you don't, that's that's when it starts to wreak havoc. When you don't actually acknowledge and sit with what you're feeling, that's when it starts creeping out in really weird ways. I Where is this thing that I wrote? I'm going to read my own Twitter post. I actually cut and pasted. I'm clicking around, so you might hear some clicking right now. (laughs) I friggin' love Twitter. Did you know that? Do I talk about it enough? It's my jam. I love Twitter. And there are a couple things I posted, actually, that I love. Is that weird? Can I say I love my own tweets? But there are thoughts that I have that are really kind of directed at myself. And then I think, oh, that might be helpful for someone else. And so then I'll go and and share it publicly and come to find out those are usually the shares that resonate with other people because we are probably more alike than not. And if something is really true for you, chances are it might be true for someone else. And I think that's a great thing to keep in mind if you are a content creator and I am just babbling while I scroll. This wasn't that many days ago. Where did it go? Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so this is about the weird ways that some people are handling what's going on. This happens especially if you're really out of touch with your emotions. So I wrote, life can be hard. And I was specifically talking about what we're all collectively going through right now. But life can be hard. People sometimes cope in strange ways, lashing out, dropping out, numbing out, freaking out, slipping into denial, courting addiction, buying into conspiracy theories, hoarding, overspending. Have patience and know that sometimes we have to be patient with you. Which totally reminds me of one of my shining moments as a solo artist at Laurel Glen Bible Church back in the day because I was the kid that got to sing, have patience, have patience. (laughs) It was a great song. There's a line in it that goes, think of all the times when others have to wait for you. And I thought, 
Interesting. I think I brainwashed myself by singing that song when I was a kid and all the rehearsals that we did before I actually performed the song, because here I am sort of tweeting that out now 40 years later. (laughs) But it's true. It's true. Like, have patience. That doesn't mean don't have good, healthy boundaries. Set the boundaries. For sure, for sure. I was joking with someone on Patreon about like no martial law texts. If somebody's sending you a lot of conspiracy theories, you have every right to say, I'm not accepting information like that at this time. You go do your thing, but I don't I don't want to hear that. Like you get to set your own boundaries. If somebody's lashing out at you and taking their fear out on you, you get to stand up for yourself. You get to have healthy boundaries. But patience is just, it's for you as much as it is for the other person. And to give people the space to process their feelings in their own way. Like if your spouse, if you're a very chatty person and you process things verbally, which I would know nothing about, if you happen to live with or be married with someone who really goes into themselves and is very, very quiet, now is not the time to try to pry them out of their shell. Let them have their own process. So that's what I meant by patience. And this is all to say that I think it's a great time also to really lean on our spiritual practices and some really basic hippy-dippy things that can carry us forward in strength. So I'm going to share three of those things with you right now, which is why I said this show will actually have a little bit of structure because I planned the three things that I want to share with you, and one of them is another tweet. (laughs) It's another tweet. And this was just sort of an inspired moment on Twitter, and then I looked at it, and I was like, you know what that is? That's a good journal prompt session, and I think it is. So I wanted to share that with you here, and I'll read it very slowly in case you want to use it as a journal prompt, and I'll link to it. I will link to my own tweet. Maybe it will inspire you to join Twitter, and then more of us can play together over there, because Twitter, Twitter's amazing for tapping into the stream of pop culture, which I love to do. But most of you all are over on Instagram and asking me, why aren't you hanging out on Instagram? It's because I am a Twitter person at heart. I just love Twitter. I don't really concern myself with how many people like my tweets or how many people are following me. I am there simply for the joy of tweeting and the joy of Twitter. But if you if you want to hang with me, I will link to this little post that you can use as a journal prompt session and then we can connect there. Just say, hey, give me a shout. Give me a shout so I know you're there. Okay, so this this is it. This is it. I said, this is a great time to observe what you miss about your old routine. What you don't miss about it at all the non-essentials of your life, things that trigger stress, your response to boredom, the deeper cravings of your soul, the cycles of nature, and the potential for 
change. So you can actually just take that as a reminder of what to stay mindful of and what to observe in your life right now, or you could just break it down like a journal prompt session and get down with what you have noticed so far, and then maybe it will open you up to going forward with a greater sense of intention. I think the cycles of nature one, I don't know how how that plays in unless you want to think about what cycle of nature we're in right now, what season we're in. I think it's really useful to think about the next 30 days, the next year, however long we're going to be collectively dealing with this coronavirus, to think of it as a season. Everything has has a season and this too shall pass. And so what season would we be in right now? And I think sometimes mother nature is the best teacher that way and it can really help you get through some hard times. The second thing that I wanted to share that I think might be helpful is what I am calling a touchy-feely meditation. This is a time where we are supposed to stay six feet away from each other, practice social distancing, even within our own homes, especially if someone is sick in your own home. And I have found, as a person who actually uses touch as a part of my spiritual and self-care practice. If you hang with me on Patreon, I've talked about this off and on. I have found that self-touch, and I'm not talking about masturbation, people, but self-touch is actually quite healing and soothing, and you can get some of the benefits of it that you might get from going out and getting a massage. And it could be as simple as while you're watching a TV show or listening to a video or zoning out, looking out the window, giving yourself a foot massage with your favorite lotion, a scented lotion or something like that, or hugging yourself, like wrapping yourself around your arms around yourself and giving your shoulders all down your arms, down your forearms, down into your hands, like squeeze, 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 squeeze. It's amazing what a bit of pressure can do to calm you when you're feeling anxiety. And this touchy-feely meditation is a really great thing to do when you go to bed at night and then when you wake up in the morning. And it's super simple. All you have to do right before you're drifting off to sleep, lay there on your back and put one hand, the palm of your hand, like press it into your chest, maybe where your heart would be, and then take one and press it into where you think your solar plexus is. So the soft part of your belly kind of under where your ribs are. And I like to do this with some pressure because it helps me bring my mind down into my body and create focus, and I just find the pressure soothing. And so you ask yourself, as you are touching yourself in this way, how do I feel right now? How do I feel? And you might want to take a few deep breaths to get really centered in the moment and really get in touch with how do I feel right now? And then the next question would be, What do I want to feel when I wake up in the morning? What do I want to feel when I wake up in the morning? And then you can set that as your intention as you drift off to sleep. 
Then you do the same thing in the morning. Maybe you want to reverse your hands just to mix it up, just to get into a rhythm with it. Like do this every night and every morning, one hand on your heart, one hand on your solar plexus and ask yourself when you wake up, how do I feel right now? How do I feel? And then follow that up with how do I want to feel moving forward as I go through the rest of my day? When I ask that, I often will follow that up with something like, what can I do right now to get some momentum on that feeling? And for me, I often, I want to feel freedom. I want to feel joy. So I would reach for something like Fleetwood Mac rumors on vinyl. I got that for Christmas. I asked for it for Christmas and I got it for Christmas and it's magic. Not just because Stevie Nicks. The whole band is magic. And even when I'm not in the mood, when I put that album on and the first song starts to play, it absolutely shifts something in me. It changes my whole energy. I feel like it changes the energy in my whole house. And then I will, it doesn't matter how early in the morning it is or how tired I am or how full of fear I am. I'll just dance around, maybe fold some laundry, make a cup of coffee, sing along, and it really clicks. It really, it it flips the switch into joy and freedom for me. So find out what those things are for you. Find ways to get into alignment with the intended feeling and practice till you find what works. And then when you find what works, do it again and again and again and again and develop a Pavlovian response to a certain song or a certain scent or a certain experience. I think the ritual of making your morning coffee is a perfect example of this. Something I do, I'm very specific. I think most of us are very, very specific about our coffee rituals. I usually call mine a morning brew. I use mushroom coffee and I use grass-fed butter or ghee. I put it in the blender so it creates like a latte-like experience. And I find when I sit down with that cup of coffee after I make it exactly how I like it, I get a little thrill. I catch myself all the time just being like, yes, which is amazing because I literally drink this every day of my life, more than once a day. I have multiple cups of this in the morning and I still get a thrill. And I think it's more than the drug of caffeine. It's the ritual of it. It's because I'm tapping into something that I know for sure brings me joy again and again and again and again. Tip number three is future tripping, future tripping. This is something I've talked about here. We had so much fun with this last summer on Patreon when we had a little party and we pretended like it was five years in the future and we showed up like dressed as our five years in the future selves and bragging about our five years in the future accomplishments and kind of reflecting on the lessons that, I mean, this is all imaginary, the lessons that we learned on our way to accomplishing the kick-ass life of our dreams. It was a really fun, interesting, magical experience. And I think that this is something that would be really interesting to play around with right now in terms of when this lockdown ends. There is a helicopter trying to land on my head. Can you hear that right now? How in the corn 
Am I supposed to finish my sentence with an interruption like that? <laughs> okay, so future tripping, future tripping. I think this time of being in a quarantine kind of situation, stuck at home, self-isolating, social distancing, not going into work, not being able to do your usual routine. I think it might be a fun experiment to do alone, but even more so with your family or to create your own kind of Zoom party with your best friends, with your friend group, and Dress like it is the first day of your freedom after this whole experience. You're going back to life as usual. I don't think we'll ever go back to how the things were before. I think it's going to be a little bit different, but that's part of this future tripping exercise. So you would get all dressed up and show up for your little family meeting or your Zoom party or even just for yourself that morning alone. Just be like, I'm pretending I'm going to dress like I'm going into the office today. And then I'm going to sit here with my journal and I'm going to do some scripting, pretending like today is the day that we all got let out of this proverbial jail. And I'm going to reflect on the lessons that I learned during this time and the way that I intend to live my life going forward the insights that I had, the things that I'm so grateful and excited to get back to again, and the people that I really value. And just to kind of put yourself in that future position and reflect back on this experience as though it is already happened. I truly believe that there is some magic in this exercise and I encourage you no matter how silly it sounds to at least play around with it in your journal to do a little scripting session. You could pretend like you're writing a letter. You could write a letter to your best friend, your mom, your mate, your kid, maybe pretending your kids, if you have a little kid, maybe they're grown and you want to tell them about what this experience was like when they were a baby. Write it as though we've already made it through. Your family is safe. You've learned some really powerful lessons and you feel super empowered going forward. You want to write it from that perspective. So I hope that that is helpful. I do have an interview right now to share with you from the lovely Joanne Leal. She is one of the newest members of something I do on Patreon called the Dream Team. That's a limited group. There are 13 of us right now. I've slowly increased it from 10 to 13. And if you want to be a part of the Dream Team when a space opens, I'll let you know if you shoot me an email saying, put me on the waiting list. If you want to be on the waiting list, let me know. Just email me at joannadevoe at gmail.com. And I'll make a note of that. And what the dream team is, is you get one 60-minute coaching call with me once a month to work on the kick-ass life of your dreams, creating the kick-ass life of your dreams, which is why it's called the dream team. And then we do a mid-month mastermind session on Zoom where we all show up on camera, or you could just show up on audio if you don't want to be on camera, and we talk about it. We talk about what we're working on, and we share our dreams with each other and hold space for each other that way. So she came on, uh, I think she's a couple months into it, and she just brought so much energy and such a, a fresh, fun vibe, and I think you're going to really pick up on this 
she's she's been around in my hippie witch orbit for a few years now, a couple of years at least. So I'm excited now to get to introduce her to you. But before I do that, I have two things I have to do. One, I forgot to mention at the very top of the show, I meant to mention this when I was talking about taking the show seasonally. I also wanted to mention that I don't think I like when I do interviews, when a show is Carolyn Elliott, existential kink. I don't think I should do the big, long, hippie, witchy ramble at the beginning. A lot of you have said that you really love the witchy rambles and you like the kookiness. And so I've really just taken that as license to go as crazy as I want to go and just to be as silly as I want to be. But if the, if the episode is titled Carolyn Elliott Existential Kink, it's really the Carol, Carolyn Elliott interview that made me really start thinking about that, which is why I'm, I'm having her as the example here. I think the hippie witchy ramble can be saved for last. I feel like I should just thank whatever patrons, whatever new patrons there are supporting the Hippie Witch podcast, and then do a little introduction to whoever the guest is and get right into the interview. And then for those of you who like the ramble, then I can ramble for as long as I like at the end. That feels better to me. That feels better for my guests and better for you if you're here just because you want to hear whatever person I'm interviewing that day. So I don't know that I'll do that for these patron of the month interviews, but I'll definitely do that when, you know, the title of the show is because I have a special guest on. So that is something that will be different going forward. And then I also want to thank the patrons. There are three new patrons that I want to thank. Thank you so much for supporting the show, especially now when I know money is tight for a lot of you. I really appreciate it, especially right now. So thank you to new patrons, Gaia, Andrea Compagni. Compagni? I feel like that's Italian and I'm screwing it up. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. Sheila Jane and Prof Kitty. Is Prof Kitty, whoever you are, Prof Kitty, is that Professor Kitty, perhaps? I don't know. I don't know. But it intrigues me. It intrigues me. <laughs> I like the idea of a Professor Kitty. And thank you to anybody who has ever stepped over the paywall over there to support the Hippie Witch podcast and help the kid and I keep the lights on. I appreciate every single one of you. And I hope that those of you who are hanging there now are enjoying all of the bonus content there. So that brings me also back around to Joanne. Joanne, and I have to say what I love about this interview is we get into talking a little bit about starting a brand new career, a brand new adventure in the midlife years. And I'm a person who calls myself a late bloomer, but as I was editing this interview, I had a shift and I started thinking about late blooming dreams. So not identifying myself as a late bloomer, but recognizing that my life is kind of a garden. I have planted many seeds for many different dreams along my way. And I hope I have many, many decades ahead of me. I hope to live to 120. I want to be a healthy, happy 120 and have my kid be a healthy, happy 100-year-old. I want to see my kid turn 100. So I don't know if we'll make that goal, but I think that would be really fun. 
and we're 20 years apart, which is why I say 120. <laughs> so hopefully there's lots and lots and lots and lots of decades ahead of me. And when I think about that, I think, well, there's going to be a lot of late blooming dreams. Going back to this idea of seasons, like we all have the spring, the summer, the fall, and the winter of our lives. And so we can have all these different harvests throughout our lives. Every every year, like this year, if you've ever done the psycho-spiritual wheel of the year, this is the time on the wheel of the year where I ask people to plant seeds of intention metaphorically and literally at the same time. I think that would be a really interesting exercise to do right now with your family is to plant some seeds, but maybe do it in a future tripping way, like what you want to grow during this time and have come to fruition by the time y'all are leaving lockdown and going back to your lives or to grow some food for your family. How exciting would that be? But I love this idea of late blooming dreams as flowers, like a a flower garden that you plant. And you can have many of these gardens throughout your lifetime because we are all living long, healthy, relative to what it was like in the past lifetimes. Most of us are having, thanks to science and modern medicine, these extended lifetimes compared to the generations of the past. And so I think we have the opportunity to explore many different adventures and dreams in our lives. And I just wanted to make that little note before rolling right into this interview with my friend, Joanne Leal. Hi, Joanne. Welcome to Hippie Witch. Hi, Joanna. This is super exciting. (laughs) Joanne and Joanna, I have our last conversation in my head because you are now starting a career as a voiceover expert. And so we were comparing, or excuse me, not expert, a voiceover actor, narrator. Is that what you would call it? Yes, I want to be an audiobook narrator. We were comparing notes about what not to eat before you start recording. And (laughs) it's one o'clock right now. My son and I left to go to the grocery store at 1030. And we actually almost didn't make it home in time to do this. Because of all of the kookiness that's happening in the world right now, it was an epically long shopping trip. So I was eating in the car and thinking, Joanne probably would not approve of this right now. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about this voiceover narration. What I want to do is be an audiobook narrator. I'm getting started. I don't even have my own equipment at home, but... It's something that came upon me quite by chance, an accident. Uh, My day job is accounting and finance. And in an effort to kind of eventually get away from just sitting all day and being in an office, I was trying to find things that my skills could translate into. And then I just kind of started thinking, well, what about new stuff? And by chance, I picked up one of these 100 side hustle lists because I had listened to that podcast a couple of times. And as I was going through it, voiceover was on it. And I had never, ever thought about it. And I started reading about it. And of course, in the beginning, I was very like, oh, well, I'm not an actor. I don't have any acting experience. I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And I started to look into it more and then started taking some classes. And I have to tell you, as soon as I got in the booth, I just lit up and I loved it. I just love it. 
That is so cool. And, and what a distinction from accounting and finance. Absolutely. I mean, that is where everything has to be precise and it's a very responsible position. And when I got in the booth, you know, they're like, okay, just here's the, you know, here's the verbiage and you're, you're this kind of character and go. And then I just, I couldn't stop. It was very fun. I feel your energy. This is why I wanted to have you on the show because this is a new dream, although you have been working at it now for a while, going to classes, practicing. This is a serious endeavor. You're, you're doing this. This is not a fantasy. You're actually doing it. And you're on the dream team. And when you came in, when you joined us, it was like, whoosh, new energy. You were so <laughs> excited and checking in with the group. And I was like, this is what we needed. We needed a Joanne because it was, you know, this year has been odd and you kind of blasted in with a lot of excitement and energy. And I was like, oh, this is the joy of having a dream being at the beginning of it, but having absolute conviction that you're doing it. It's, you're not messing around. You're not daydreaming about it. You're actually taking the steps to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, thank you for all of that. Actually, being part of the dream team was a conscious decision along choosing this path. So, you know, I still have my day job. You have to pay the bills, but think I'm really pursuing this and doing it one because it's fun, but also because when I sat down to think about what I really wanted and why I tried to distill how I wanted to change my life down to one sentence. And if you've ever done that and just done stream of consciousness, you, a lot of stuff starts to come out and the sentence is still down to, I want to be in control of my time when I want to do what I want to do and how I want to do it. And I was like, whoa, you know, I'm, I'm older. I come from the world of nine to five, get a paycheck, your job gets you your benefits, all that kind of stuff. So getting away from that was really hard in the beginning. I mean, you are giving up a safety net and trying to go out and create something different. So my first step was becoming a consultant and doing accounting that way and kind of giving myself a little bit more freedom. And then the second part was, you know, wow, I don't like sitting all day and I don't like being in an office and what else can I do? So voiceover came up as an option. The more I started to get into it, I realized there's lots of things in the world I can do where my time can somewhat be in my control. And that's very freeing. I'm fortunate to be able to do that. It is one of the reasons that I wanted to do it. I can record from home, hopefully, or go to a studio that's close. It's also something that's interesting. Another area I'd like to get into is not just the audio books, but also I would love to narrate a nature documentary or the, you know, the history videos that are going on in the Getty Museum or something. And so when I really found, I think, an emotional connection to why I wanted to make this change in my life and and choosing this as one avenue to go about getting it, it made it very serious and emotional and connected. So I do 90-day planning. So I started folding that into my 90-day planning, started back in like August or July of last year. And it's fantastic. And it just is is moving along. And I, I don't know what else to say about it. I really, I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that we're talking about it and saying this is, she's very serious about this, but it's such a joyful 
a joyful thing, a creative thing. And I, I, those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can say, I'm, I am taking this seriously and I am seriously going to have some fun. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, right now I'm finishing up the second of a voiceover for animation class. Now, I don't want to be the voice of a cartoon character, but I can tell you this class is just so fun and really gets me out of my shell. It, it introduces acting. It introduces just like, let it go. You're in there. If you're going to be a bug on a bicycle being chased by a monster, then go for it. Now, that is just so different than my daily life. And it's, it is. It is just joyful and creative. It also opens you up to seeing yourself in a bit of a different way and, and realizing there's just so much out there in the world to do whether it's for fun or for money, it's like, oh my God, the world's so vast. Don't tie yourself down to one or two things. I love that this is a new avenue for dreamers that now audiobooks are taking over the publishing industry. I think people are buying more audiobooks than they are even Kindle, if I'm remembering it correctly. And and both mm-hmm. are kicking paper books, but blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Speaking of speaking, how do I say both are kicking paper books butts? I do not want to see, I don't want to see paper books go away, but it's interesting. I pay attention to the publishing industry and now, I mean, almost everybody, people are listening to audiobooks. And so we need great audiobook narrators. And so this is an exciting new field that people can start thinking about getting into. And I also, you said that you're older and I would love for you to clarify that because I'm a big fan of people starting new chapters in their lives when they're middle age or when they're super old. Like, (laughs) I mean, any time in your life is a good time to have a dream. There is no age limit. Thank you. And so I'll start by saying, even when I was young in college, I always considered myself a Renaissance person. I would say that as a joke because I'm not a person that was like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. You know, like, you know, these things from the time you're a kid. That was never me. And I am now 57 years old. I'd like to think a young 57, but I don't really know what that means. And I've just never let anything stop me. There's a, and, and it's an interesting subject because ageism is a real thing in every industry. I am fortunate to be trying to start getting into audiobooks. I live in the Los Angeles area, but at the same time, ageism is everywhere. So you have to be aware of it and you have to be really, really tough. And you have to say, look, I'm doing this. If there's no avenue paved for me right now, then I'm going to make my own avenue and I'm going to figure out how to get this done. The thing about not letting it stop you, I think you and I had talked about this where one day I was driving and I was kind of letting all the fear get into my head. And then I just told myself, let me get this straight, Joanne, since you didn't decide to do audiobook narration when you were 20, then that boat has sailed. You have to continue to do one thing because you didn't change your direction when you were 20 or 30. And it just kind of woke me up and is like, yeah, you know, do what you want when you want, give it a shot. It, it really, it doesn't matter. It real I can tell you, it just doesn't matter. Do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think the times that we live in is it facilitates that too. I think 
we, all these different industries are opening up. People are living longer lives. I think when you say, I don't know what it means to be like a young 57, I think 57 relative to past generations just is young. People are taking great care of themselves. They look awesome. They have a lot of energy. They need to put that somewhere. And I think one of the things that keep keeps us young at heart till, till the grave, hopefully, is being excited about something, working on something, having a passion, having a dream that you follow. 100%. And, and on top of that, not, rather than, I mean, on top of just being, uh, wanting to make a change in my life, not caring about what point in my life I'm at, really assessing why I want to make this change and why it's healthy and good. And being realistic and acknowledging the challenges that'll be along the way and being prepared to deal with those. I was thinking the other night about how great it is that I joined the dream team. I was at a point where I just felt I needed to be around like-minded people that were working towards a goal that I needed to hear their ups and their downs, their, their plans, how they were dealing with strategy, how they were dealing with like, if they encounter ageism or any ism, how are we dealing with that? Does anyone have a good idea for a calendar system that I haven't thought of? And so it was the right time. I had already been part of the writer's group because writing is a love as well. And then I just took it the next step. So I'm really committed to being in that group and, and, listening to people and learning from them and then saying like, oh my God, this is, I know I've posted a couple of times. I had this hiccup and this happened to me and I can't believe I still have this bad habit. Here's what I'm doing to change it. And I wanted that kind of community support and, you know, also with a little tarot thrown in. So, you know, you can't beat it. I, I really am dedicated to it and really grateful for the feedback I'm getting. Yeah, it's fun. It feels like you have running mates. That's what I like about it. I feel like we're all working towards something. And typically, especially when it comes to a career or a business that you're starting, it's not a matter of, well, I cast a spell and then I woke up on Saturday and and the thing manifested. It's a process. Yes. For me, a lot of the process on my particular dream has been navigating time, particularly around how do I pay my bills and take care of my kid and keep doing this thing. So there's a lot of ups and downs around that. And then I think for most of us, there's also an internal journey that you go on to overcome resistance and self-sabotage and yes. shadow and all these things. So it's, it's great to be able to be in community with other people that are going through it. So you know, if you're having a moment where you're like, I am doomed, it's all over. There's people going, no, 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 no. That's just a phase. That's just a, you'll you'll feel better in the morning. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing about choosing voiceover as a, as a possibility and really exploring it is, you know, there are people in this industry, audiobook wise, animation wise, the whole thing, they have years of acting experience, years of voice experience. I mean, training that I don't have, and I admire that, but you know, you have to start your journey somewhere. So I'll probably take an improv class. I'm thinking of starting a little Instagram where I do story snippets. It helps me practice and helps get me out there. There are, you know, even when I joined the dream team, people gave me great ideas about volunteering to read library books online and all sorts of stuff just to practice. And Mm -hmm. 
it's so invigorating. I have to say that's, that's been the thing is that I'm using my time for something that I really want. And the end goal for me is to really, again, I, I keep this in the back of my mind. How can I control my time? I mean, I really, I did. I grew up in the generation that was nine to five. You have two days off. You get two weeks vacation if you're lucky. And, and as you get older, you're like, what madness is this? Like, seriously, like, there's so, I say like a lot, sorry. Um, <laughs> we're Calif- we are fellow Californians. California. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like totally <laughs> acceptable here to like do that all I the know, time. Dude, it is. <laughs> it's groovy. I'm a big groovy pro- uh, proponent. It's such uh, a good word. It has its own feeling, I think. <laughs> sort of, I guess everyone calls it like, you know, those golden handcuffs and, and really realizing that, you know, there are so many different ways to, still be responsible, pay your bills and have fun and try something new. And again, if you have a goal and it doesn't work out, guess what? Get another goal. Like life just keeps moving on. So you have got to keep, keep your eye on some sort of prize, but make sure that it's relevant for you. Yeah. It's that whole thing about the journey being the destination too. Are you having fun? Are you enjoying yourself in pursuit of this thing? Well, maybe that's the point. Maybe even achieving the thing is not as much of the point as the years, the months, the days that you spend in pursuit of it. Is it making you feel more alive? Are you excited? Are you having a great time? Are you learning new things? That might be the whole point. And also pay attention to signs. I literally just picked up a list uh, uh, or looked at a list online of the 100 best side hustles of 2019. And the word voiceover popped out. You never know where you're going to find your inspiration. You never know what is going to hit you. Don't be afraid to to give it a shot, to just try for it. I, you know, I really want to, one of my goals one day is that maybe I'll be the voice behind, I mean, I love history and mythology. Maybe I'll be that narrator on those documentaries or my voice will be on some educational video in the Getty Museum aim big, make sure it's something that you, you know, in an area that you have an interest in. So I keep those little things in the back of my head as well. You say you're, you work in accounting and finance, but it's actually, you're working for nonprofits, right? I do. For the last 10 years, uh, my first nonprofit accounting job was about in the early nineties in San Francisco. For the last 10 years on and off, I've been doing um, accounting work for social services uh, nonprofits here in the Los Angeles area, mostly ones that deal with the issue of homelessness. That is so huge. I purposely asked you that because I think it's a topical, it, it, it's worth bringing up right now because absolutely, Los Angeles, California, we're having a major crisis with homelessness. But when you add on to it a pandemic, I just thought, well, maybe Joanne would know something about this, about maybe just how everyday citizens can be mindful or helpful. Do you have any thoughts on that? You know, one of the things that you learn is everyone has their own story. Do not judge them. You have no idea what happened to them. You have no idea what is going on with them. And you have no idea sometimes how to fix it. And I don't know, a big job is just to be there and do your best. It was interesting. I used to get into a lot of discussions at like cocktail parties and stuff with people 
you know, like, well, why don't they just get off the street and why don't they do? And I'm like, you know, you, no one knows your story and you don't know their story. Everyone is doing their best. And right now, I mean, keep donating to the food banks. I don't know. I have a question about that. Do you have an opinion? Something I've seen on the internet that I don't know if this is based in fact at all. It's just something I keep seeing pop up on social media. It's to donate money instead of food to food banks because the food banks apparently get discounts and know what kind of food that the people need. Is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know what the exact situation is with them getting like what kind of discount they get or or where they get it from, but it was a huge thing online and I actually found out about it reading something online and then I went to the or you know went online to the local food bank here and donated money because even if, I think a lot of people everyone was thinking they were going to slow down their donations of food because people were, you know, panicking and hoarding everything and buying everything off the shelves. But it is very much in the news all across the nation that donating whatever you can monetarily to a food bank helps them get their supplies in that they need from their vendors. And they are still working hard to distribute to all segments of society, not just homeless or, you know, people that are having financial issues. It's for the elderly, for, for anybody. So food banks alone and uh, meals on wheels, someone had suggested to me, uh, might be named a different thing in every city, but really, really good people just trying to keep people fed. Meals on Wheels is awesome. My son works twice a week for Meals on Wheels and he loves it. He's he's very proud of it. And that's something people should know. A lot of people like my son, people that have autism, they're serving these communities of sometimes they're elderly, sometimes they're housebound for other reasons, but they deliver food and it's such a sweet circle. You know, people that People that have special needs and need help helping other people that need help. And it's like this really beautiful circle. I love it. It is. And, you know, you had asked me about homelessness and, and um, dealing with it from a nonprofit perspective. I was, in, I was in the office. I was doing the financial end. But I will say this, nothing but admiration and respect, especially right now, for the social workers, for the maintenance workers, for our street cleaners, everybody that is doing anything and everything they can on the front lines, especially downtown LA and Skid Row and other homelessness agencies around the state. These are some amazing frontline warriors who are not always paid that great and they're doing a really tough job. So total respect right now for everyone that's on the front lines in the homelessness situation. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, you have a big heart, Joanne, and you also have a history of being creative. This this voiceover, this new chapter, it's not totally new. I mean, you're a fairly creative person. I know you wrote a screenplay recently, so it sounds like you do the accounting and finance for a very important, serious cause, which seems to come from the heart. And then you also tend to have some kind of creative outlet for yourself. I think it started with me in, uh, here in the Santa Monica area. I, um, maybe six years ago, started taking comic book writing classes 
there was a great comic book little university here that used to take place in um, one of the good comic book shops that's now closed in LA. And that really got me into writing again. And so I wrote, and you know, I really should pull it out again and go through it and then find an artist. It's a very Zen little comic about 10 pages long about a spider that was living on my side view mirror of my car. And it was at a time when I was trying to decide what to do about working full-time or not. And a lot of other stuff was going on. And I found my life kind of syncing up with this little spider that was, it's a very interesting story. I should whip that out again and find an artist and just get a little zen out there. I took another long form comics class and I did that one to kind of start an outline for a book. And that one is more magical related. And then, yeah, a friend and I wanted to try and uh, write a script for a competition. We had six weeks to do it and we did it. Was it a great script? No, but we did it. And I think that was the thing is like, can we do this? So yeah, I guess when you bring that up, I start thinking like, wow, I've actually done quite a bit. Yeah, that I brought it up on purpose. I just think that's, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's exciting. And I just want to encourage people to do things like take an improv. I think everybody can benefit personally from an improv yes. class or an acting class or a comic book class or, yep. you know, writing your first screenplay for a contest, even though you've never dreamed about writing a screenplay, it just strikes your fancy one day. We can do so much more than we actually do with our lives. People get into these ruts. And I think right now when everybody, not everybody, but for many of us, our routines are being disrupted and we're being forced to look at our lives in new ways. I think this is a perfect time to just capture yeah. a little bit of magic and be like, wow, I literally, I don't have to live here. I could live anywhere. I could move to the other side of the world or I don't have to do this job or just to get to a place of choice. So you're saying yeah. I, do, I do choose this life, but to be deliberate about it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And, and there's a lot that goes along with it. It's really easy for me to make it sound easy. Like, you know, you could be listening to this and, and thinking, well, yeah, you're in accounting and you probably have money and you probably did this and you did that. And it's like, mm, no, I've worked a nonprofit and I've, I'm very deliberate about planning and certain things. If I want something, I'm going to go for it. And that's a real stark difference from, I think, my younger life where, you know, you're raised kind of to accept the answer no and that society runs a certain way. And so I've sort of come into my own uh, maybe later in life, like a lot of people in my generation, and I'm going to plan for it. I'm going to keep going and moving towards it. But that doesn't mean that it's always super great. I mean, you learn a lot about yourself. If you want to learn about everything you're scared of and all the lack of confidence you have in yourself, try to start something, but I encourage you to do it anyway and get through it and face those fears um, because that's just how you grow. And it, I don't know, it, it's been really life-changing pursuing creativity. It really has. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. And guess what? Our bodies are going to age. They are. Yeah. <laughs> but, but 
just for the fun of it, we could be like, but I'm going to keep getting younger up here in my, you know, in my heart, in my mind. You do that from learning new things. One of my favorite people, I'm going to mess up her name. It's Dow Porschlin. If she's not a hundred yet, she's coming up on it fast. And she is a ballroom dance, dancing teacher. Yes. And a, and a yoga instructor. And she, she wears these very flamboyant, beautiful outfits. And she's just, so cool. I'm so happy we have her as a role model today. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I followed her on Instagram for a while because I was just like, oh, yes, this is what I'm here for. Yes, Dow Porshan Lin, I think maybe is how you say her name. But I think a lot of people probably know who she is because she's internet famous. <laughs> and I'll also add this. One of the things that I think is really, one of the things I'm very thankful for in my life is that my friends, my my group of friends, we're all ages. I mean, I have friends that are in their early 30s, friends that are older than me, friends that are my age. And it's so interesting getting wisdom and perspective from people of all age, age ranges. I'm really thankful for that. Yes. Sometimes the person giving me the most wisdom is my 30-year-old friend. And I'm like, oh my God, you are just my mom today, you know? I like, love it. That's, that's a good, that's a good secret of life to have friends of all different kinds. If you walk into the room and you all have identical haircuts and outfits (laughs) and you you all grew up with the same music, it might be time to mix it up a little bit. (laughs) Anyway, I, this was really fun, Joanne. And thank you so much for being game. Can you, can you, Leave us with a tip for creating the kick-ass life of your dreams. Wow, I should have anticipated that you were going to ask me something like that. You know, honestly, I, I have to say at my age and looking back on everything, I would say don't, don't take no for an answer when you are pursuing your dreams. If people don't understand what you're doing or why you're doing it, sometimes that's not really important. If you're, if you're not doing anything that's hurting people, then go for it. And I I mean, that just sounds so cheesy, but respect the bumps that you're going to have along the way. Try to work them out. If you need to talk to friends about it or join a group to get some perspective, then fine. But don't be your own worst enemy with lack of confidence and fear. Just push through that and, and go for what you want. And if it doesn't turn out, guess what? Get back up and go for something else because we're in it for the long haul and it should be fun. Yeah. I think it's who you become in the process. It it is going to work out one way or the other. And it might be that it might just be like, wow, I really learned something new or I changed or I had a lot of fun. That was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a really long, not one sentence, but (laughs) I guess it was basically just just don't be your own worst enemy and don't listen to a lot of other people. Do what makes you happy. Be a good, compassionate person in the world. And that's really all you can ask for from yourself. Do your best every day, every day. It's going to be different. Who said that? The four agreements. Nice. Thank you so much. This was really fun. Thank you. So that is it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this. I will be back here next week with a brand new interview for you. And this time, This time, I'll put the rambling at the end. 
Who wants to take bets on if I can rein the rambling in at the beginning of the episode? Can she do it? Can she do it? This is going to be my new spiritual practice to rein the pre-interview rambling in. I feel like I can do it. I have faith. I have faith in myself as much as I like to like run off at the mouth and just go, go, go. I will save that for the end of the episode. Stay safe, stay happy, happy spring if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, happy fall to those of you on the other side of the planet, and until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.